I'll go to ma- name a we'll soccer field in 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 uh, Colombia. We'll call it Dead Johnny. <laughs> don't steal from me again. Field. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, what very you specific. <laughs> Welcome to that's what you get. Stated. <laughs> it goes round, comes round. Hey, hello and welcome. This is uh, Blood on the Sand, where we tell you fucked up uh, stories in tropical, beautiful settings. I'm Michael Johnson. With me, as always, is Mr. Bob Keen. Good evening, kids. Uh, he's, he's got. Uh, he's already got himself some un uh, unbranded uh, alcoholic beverages. No, it's no, we we're not paid by them. <laughs> it's unbranded. It's unbranded <laughs> until they send us money or beer for you. <laughs> and sitting next to him uh, is Mr. Andre Hashem. Uh, mucho gusto. ¿Cómo estás? What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's Spanish. We're covering Colombia. Hawaiian? <laughs> Colombia? Where's that? Nice maca. I just... That's... That's the way we say. Nice captain Aloha. head. Aloha. There oh. we go. <laughs> nice captain head, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Tip of the cap to you, Sam. <laughs> uh, we're recording on uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy you holidays. <laughs> why, why you bad? So Why you gotta ruin our good time? Why you gotta make the war on Christmas, bro? Uh, what, what, you're what gonna you be Starbucks? the first casualty. <laughs> like I'm the only person in this room that's an atheist. Happy. <laughs> what does atheism have anything to do with Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I believe in our God. Our Coca Cola and and Motorola and whatever whatever corporations are happening in in at this particular year you're listening. To oh this. yeah, as we right. learned in our first series, everything is a cult, including Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Big time. And I'm in the side side cult, Dr. Pepper baby. There oh, uh, the uh, <laughs> the Hindus of the uh, of the the cola wars. Oh, come on. Do do Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Does that make like Mr. Pib fans the Krishnas? Of <laughs> yeah, the Harry Krishnas. They're in the fucking uh, no. The, they're the Zoroastrians. The they're oh, the, yeah. yeah, the the heart are the, the children of God. No, That's yeah, they're the, the heavens. Gates. Heaven. <laughs> the children of God. Doctor, doctor, Mister Pip is just like fucking raping kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he lost fl- his license. That's <laughs> <laughs> Mister Pip would be a flirty fisher. Let's be honest. <laughs> You need to you need to suck off that little sixteen year old boy. That's how you get into heaven. <laughs> Listen, if all you had to do was suck off a sixteen year old, that takes like eight seconds. Those kids pop real quick. Not that I know. <laughs> Bob trained them. <laughs> it's like that scene from fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like the cool where they like suck off when, a sixteen year old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, well, this scene was so cool when I was a kid. He's like, oh, that kid's smoking cigars and getting his dick sucked. I want to be a, a ninja. <laughs> well, that <laughs> just go play in toxic waste. <laughs> really? That's all, uh, that's all I need for superpowers. Go hang around some toxic waste. You'll get, you'll get your dick sucked, but it won't be. <laughs> I got superpowers. It's called a tumor. <laughs> I'm growing at an alarming rate. That was a premise for a John Travolta movie I used to really like, Phenomenon. Right. Was, uh, he had he had superpowers and it was really just brain cancer. <laughs> oh no! I think you're watching Boogie Nights and they 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 diagnosed you with brain cancer. <laughs> well, really, it was just a metaphor for cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't every movie. Yeah, yeah. That's why he had to do so much weird sex stuff. He was he had coke dick. He had to figure out something. To- well, something was wrong with his dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about coke dick or molesting children today. I, that I'm aware of. Actually, I'm, we're talking. We're probably going to talk about whatever the female version of coke dick is. Coke vagina. Coke cunt. Coke, oh. <laughs> coke cunt cowboys. Coke, 
It, it I love Valencia was when she her pussy dripped down to the ground. Her pussy got coke drip. La violencia is why we had to put the towel down in bed. Her, her mother was known as the snatch. My cucha is numb. It's good shit. That's some good shit, man. Yeah, because you don't want to just put your finger into like some unknown bag of white stuff. Yeah, might be cyanide. Yeah, you think you think you put anybody, your pussy in it? You, you think anybody like finger banged, uh, uh, finger uh, finger banged Griselda, and then like went like this to their gums? <laughs> That's some good shit. Or they just went down on her for the yeah. nummies. <laughs> <laughs> mm, too much yeast. <laughs> This, this pussy is stepped on. <laughs> go back to this baby likes it. This. Go back to episode two if you want to learn where that term came from. Hey. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're figuring out so much on this podcast. We're, probably we're learning. A, we're yeah, learning. You probably hide a bunch of a big seventies afro too. So to jump to jump us into where uh, where we left off in the last episode. So right now. Uh, Griselda had uh, killed Dario Sepulveda, her husband. She also killed a lot of her rival drug dealers. Um, and it, essentially, it developed into a, a giant $4 million bounty on her head in Miami. So she takes off to California. So things are heating up, baby. Yeah. They're <laughs> She's getting hot in the hood. It's getting hot down it's in the South Beach. a little hot under the collar Whoa. here. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the rainstorms had nothing to mess with, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. Except I can feel yeah. a drip, a nasal drip. Coke. There's a, there's a sweating under the corset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to sweat with that wet. much coke on your skin, or else you're gonna be high. Yeah. Trigger fingers getting a little itchy. Um, wet and gushy. <laughs> so there's a four million dollar on Griselda's head in Miami and in Colombia. <laughs> so <laughs> which it's worth a lot yeah, more in Colombia. Yeah, what's the exchange rate? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> The entire GDP, legal GDP of the country. Because we cut this out of the first episode, but what is a centavo worth? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to check it. It changes on a day-to-day basis. Are we comparing it to dollars or just like... <laughs> we, we don't need to cut this out again. Uh, <laughs> three centavos a life, uh, All right. I think. So, uh, Griselda, she has to get the hell out of Dodge. So she takes her mom, the one that she never spoke to again and hates, um, (laughs) according (laughs) to the movie. Mm. Uh, She takes her mom to Irvine in Northern California to hide out. Uh, She offers her hitman, uh, her favorite hitman, Reevee. Reevee. Or sorry, Reevee is offered 500 grand for Griselda's or like information on her. uh, But he turns them down and then he flees to Chicago so everyone's just like <laughs> it's like where he can get killed for free yeah I like him more and more yeah yeah he and Rivi like kind of he's he's a free spirit he he does he does pretty well for himself in Chicago we're gonna get to that here in a second awesome man awesome <laughs> nice so business is still fully operational even though she's on the run but profits are shrinking uh, all of her sons except for Michael Corleone are the heads of their own operations in LA New York and San Fran do you know how old Michael is at this point so Michael Corleone so it's uh, 1984 right now so he's six years old so he's almost in charge of his own gang <laughs> yeah so he's like four more years <laughs> and he should be good right now he's packing Samsonites <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> and developing Polaroids or something <laughs> like that with a blindfold on I don't know <laughs> 
Just selling blow to Mongo McMichael right before the, <laughs> the bears really get their come up. I'm Huswing, Mommy. Yeah, do the kids of drug dealers, instead of baseball cards, do they do... <laughs> <laughs> they start with grams or something? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a rookie ounce. Yeah. Oh, I've got a rookie Griselda. I'll trade you, <laughs> I'll trade you, you your, uh, your Pablo Escobar. Wow, he's a, he's a major league. You have the murder knife? I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, monthly income shrinks from because of all the pressure on her. Uh, it shrinks from eighty million dollars uh, a year to less than uh, ten as a result. Good of Good heavens! All of how the, can she eat? She got she has to apply for food stamps. That's rough. Yeah, that's that's a giant. Uh, <laughs> that is a huge hit, though. That's <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's. I like, would fucking. I would be like very stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a it's like a waiter during COVID. Yeah, like that is. I, I can't even. Well, I can't even imagine having a million dollars. So yeah, that's imagine still losing all, seventy of that. It would be like yeah. Right now, it would be like me losing eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it would be like me losing eighty-five dollars. Oh no! Oh my god! And that my heart is racing right now. <laughs> Just how am I gonna anxiety. Buy, how am I gonna buy that value pack of chicken thighs? Fuck! How, how are you gonna make it through the week? That's ramen money, baby. <laughs> well, no, his, his main reason for buying that is to steal the wine bottle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I buy the chicken. I also get free bottle of wine. Yeah, that's how it works. It's you get wine for you get free wine with food at Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've learned. Self checkout. Um, so, and just to, to touch on it, we touched on these numbers on an earlier episode, but it's from this period. So at this time, Dixon and San Fran, he is. Uh, well, the feds are watching him, and they, they're kind of report that he's trafficking about 660 pounds of cocaine a month. Uber, Spider uh, Trujillo is moving 440. He is based out of Miami. Um, and Osvaldo, the youngest, is in L.A., and he's moving the most. He's moving about 1,100 pounds or about half a ton of coke God a damn. month. Um, oh, by the way, sorry. <laughs> profits went down from eighty-five million a month to ten million a month. I was not about a year. to say, we're not talking about years here. No, yeah, no, no. you don't, you don't, you don't work like that. You don't those make figures. In, you in don't drug make it dealing. to this podcast unless you're making that kind of cheddar month. Yeah. So the problem is, is on simultaneous with the hit out on Griselda. Now the the investigation that's been going on since New York is also starting to kind of coalesce into pressure and so Griselda is just like I want everyone gone <laughs> <laughs> so it's she, time for corporate downsizing so she calls up yeah, re, yeah she it calls up re, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> she's a hustler all right so how many what's left on his uh <laughs> on his <laughs> contract card, yeah so uh so she calls Revy in Chicago and he has no idea how she, she got his number but apparently uh, she's been keeping tabs on him. He has been doing just fine for like a year. He's thirty. He's selling like thirty kilos of coke a week. So oh, he's, he's drug dealing now. Yeah, yeah. Remember he he part of the deal with him staying with Griselda instead of siding with Dario and that little thing when he's like the puppy in the breakup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that he wouldn't have to kill anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yes. yes. Now, I, now I remember the not killing part. I just I just figured that he retired. Like, I don't know. No, he's not going to retire from I being don't a know. criminal. Like, it's just that what he do doesn't you... have to kill. Yeah, like, I, I didn't think that hitmen became drug dealers. No, you I just, just figured that. You, you just... still have evil inside of you. Well, you gonna... kidnap or something. Like, you just don't murder them. <laughs> like the 10 year old boy in, in fucking the beginning of the story. <laughs> right. Which they murdered. Yeah, well, so... well she murdered. <laughs> I don't Girls think, I don't think Rivy would do that. Have fun. Exactly. <laughs> right, that's true. The one child he did kill was accidental. 
the when, right. <laughs> when he was sent to intentionally kill These a child. These are pretty child. heavy winks you're, you're yeah. sending me, yes. You can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of those pussies we were talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this coke pussy. So, so he says no at first. Um, but Griselda says, you owe me. Apparently, she had paid for his daughter's medical bills back in the 70s when she was really sick. Um, never get exactly what the illness was, but it, I guess it was probably pretty bad. Or it was the 70s, so it could have been the flu. Yeah. I don't know. She had, like, <laughs> yeah, asthma. Yeah. <laughs> it's Remember that time 25 years ago that I... Took Mom. your took your daughter to the hospital. I wonder how I got as this 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 breathing disease in a house so full of white dust. White <laughs> dust that people will pay good money for, but you know, uh, breathing. Yeah, who who cares? I've got ideas. So, so he finally agrees, and so he gets he goes down to Miami. He gets three in one night, and but. And he kind of skimps on some of the details in all the interviews because part of this is that he is also not prosecuted for a lot of these murders because <laughs> he turns evidence later. So oh. we don't know a lot of details. But <laughs> December 1st, 1984. It's always, always around Christmas. Always. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <clears throat> Happy holidays, y'all. <laughs> there are seven, seven drug-related killings in connection to uh, cocaine. In, seven in drug-related <laughs> killings. Six little to leave me five golden Kilos. <laughs> Four speed boats, three <laughs> dead kids, two dead and strung a, hookers, and one lamadrina on coke oh. on bazookas. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, it's five bazookas a yeah, day. Yeah, five bazookas. Yeah. Um, was like, no, we need at least five. Yeah. So he admits to getting three in one night, and and on this night there are seven in one night total. So it's not just him that's out there killing people and it's also not just people that Griselda wants dead these are also murders that related to people trying to get her huh. so everyone is dying the best defense <laughs> is a good offense right well that's the 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 this is going to play out in Griselda's favor in the long run not just the fact that she's killed some of her own people but the fact that she's so wanted and that people are gunning for her and killing other people in her periphery helps her out on the back end when they need witnesses <laughs> and can't happen to find any of them. And she legitimately is like, I don't know. I don't what, know. Maybe what could you, have happened? Maybe you could interview them six feet underground. <laughs> Do you have a Ouija board? Because <laughs> they did. I feel like they've just thrown that. Like you, you said that these murders aren't even connected. Like no, they're they're so they're connected. They're all okay. They're, all right, they're okay. all connected in drug trafficking in general. Revy only admits to three in that one night. Yeah, um, in Chicago. Uh, but how, how bad do you have to be when you will only cop to three murders? Come on, guys. In one night. I know I'm good, but it's I only like, did three. It's like underreporting your tips as yeah. a bartender. But the problem is, is that, and again, he just says that's that's all he admits to, and we know yeah. that other people were killing 
some of her men. So it's it's very confusing, but essentially a bunch of people die that night. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. sucks. River's responsible for some of them. Griselda might be responsible for the other four. It might be the the other Bravo slash Sepulveda family. Um, but that, we're going to get into this later because the government okay. suppresses a lot of this information from the, the her trial. Um, because she had really good shit and they're like, <laughs> look, we don't want to lose our connect. <laughs> Like the for everything else, there's tons of uh, court documents and things like that. But there's only like trial summaries. Like there's a summary of the case. There's not even the the entire case with the evidence stated against her, which is happens with everything else. Huh. So that's sort of the trouble. I don't know. Patreon.com. Throw some shekels. Maybe I can find yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash blood on the sand. Blood on yeah. the sand. So, uh, anyways, at this point. So this this is like the, the that was the pinnacle. The seven people in one night in on December first is the pinnacle for pressure on the government to do something about Griselda, <laughs> <laughs> especially so close to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas, guys. We can't kill seven people in a night. Yeah, and it's so. And there's this agent Bob Palumbo that has been tracking her since John Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> God, if they got the Columbo character from, from this Bob Palumbo, <laughs> boy, did they did they water it down? I need to go back to the book and and see if he at any point said just one more thing. Just one more thing. How many murders did you do that night? So it's great reading the book because he has been tracking her since before 1975, since that whole thing happened uh, in New York. So this is about ten years of this one guy with a couple other rotating agents tracking her and failing essentially because there's other agents on the take she's faking her death all their leads go to shit or die <laughs> so in the book it's hilarious because this bob guy is like they're trying to write it like he's playing it cool but you can tell that everyone is losing their fucking mind that it's been 10 years and they have not been able to capture her yeah okay but yeah. She <laughs> that's 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 some serious edging Finally, they are, they get a break in the case. They, they get a, an informer uh, that they pick up that we don't find out. And I actually I don't know if it's the Mario Tabaret, but he all he we do know that he was caught in '84, and he does admit to turning informer. And I don't know if he's the guy, but they pick up her main informant uh, that gives her all the information why she's always like one step ahead. Um, and they put him under surveillance. So this is one of the things we saw in the movie that got a little changed. So when when he's under surveillance, they see him meeting Griselda at Michael's like like youth soccer games and her like exchanging the, the classic yellow envelope oh. of money and he's giving her information on the, all the investigations and things that are going Maybe on. Maybe she was just giving him the orange slices for halftime. Well, yeah, that, they, they fuck up that part so badly in that stupid movie that we watched. And if yeah. you want to know our commentary on that, uh, go uh, give us some money on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash blood and sand. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, the, like you thought that that was going to happen in the movie. There was like a soccer game. She was there. Oh, yeah. She was watching it. And you're like, something's going to happen here. Yeah. She, pull, she almost like pulls out her gun, but then nothing happens. Right. <laughs> it's like the one the one thing that's a cliche in the movies, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they didn't have that in their cliche, terrible and it, movie. And it's so close. It's like, oh, the reason for the paranoia could have been that she was meeting an informant there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have 
been perfectly Accurate. justifiable to dig a gun out of your purse. <laughs> <laughs> I I just like to think of her meeting up with all the other soccer moms, and 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 it's like I'm not like you. <laughs> I really hate that fucking kid, <laughs> Alexander, with his stupid. Do you, do you do you think that 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 maybe her kid wasn't that great at soccer, and then she <laughs> was one of the was thinking, she yeah. was one of the parents that's like, why isn't my kid in? It's like, well, uh, Miss Blanco, and then she just pulls the piece <laughs> out. It's like, well, your kid's playing center forward for the yeah. rest of the season. <laughs> He's so he he suddenly got so much better all of a sudden, just suddenly out it's, of nowhere. They're all the kids are just playing on the side of the field farthest away from her. They're <laughs> <laughs> just playing on a narrow strip of like five feet. There's going to be a drive-by, and we don't want to. <laughs> their their entire defense is just dropping to the ground whenever they see a whenever they see an SUV driving by. <laughs> that would be fair. That's how Griselda taught her them because she was born in the fifties. So yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's how you avoid nuclear power or nuclear explosions and bullets yeah, yeah. dig holes in the ground <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so they 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 finally catch a break in all and after essentially now 11 years of wow. investigating at a soccer game they they so they picked that guy up um he had like on several different occasions they counted like there he had a hundred grand in one envelope he had fifty thousand dollars in a couple different a couple different times so and the, it's not all, much money. Also, the information must be reliable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a lot of money just for. Uh, I don't know. We're talking about millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Mm. I feel like it should be. I feel like the informant should be paid what they were pretty much making. Well, in the, the business. informants <laughs> really need to unionize so they yeah. can get an interest in the business. <laughs> I mean, I mean, your labor entitles you to ownership. Uh, comrade. Yeah. I'm whistleblower union 842. Uh, I'm protected. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any scabs around here. <laughs> Scab informants. The only scabs are on the inside of people's noses at this point. <laughs> yeah, then what do you do to stop them from being a scab? It's the same. All right. No, no. <laughs> Bulletproof vest. I don't know. They're going to have scabs regardless, like Bob said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit's been cut. Either their knees or their noses. So, February 19th, 1985, oh, after six months of surveillance, they the day before they had finally gotten like a, a verbal, the guy was, the informant was wearing a wire and they got essentially exactly like what Classic. they needed. That's what's crazy is they, they're like, they're watching it for six months and there is an investigation later we'll get to where they're like, why didn't you pull the trigger on? There's so much crime that happened while you were watching her. Just we, waiting we to get. thought it was kind of fun to watch. Uh... Just like waiting for the perfect quote on audio. Like there's a huge inquest later into why they let her go on so long. It's like the fucking Kubrick of fucking directors. Just like, hey, we went with the we perfect need a, uh, We the need shot. another take. We need another yeah. take. Shelly, I, I know you're losing your mind, but we need take 120. <laughs> Jack, grab the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to bring up Marlon Brando. Uh, so, so at 8 a.m. on February 19th, 1985, uh, DE agents, like armed to the teeth, nice, kindly knock on Griselda's front door. Ma'am, are you home? <laughs> you know who answers it? Uh, Michael. No, her mom. <laughs> Weird. Her, her hated, detested, loathsome. Fat mother. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
They get a load of her. It's like, fuck that. We're out of here. Yeah. Was, I'm, I was, uh, oh, that was the note. It was, I was surprised she can do, considering she's so fat and Griselda hates her, <laughs> hates her so much. Um, and yes, not her son like the uh, the movie would have you believe. I, I There was a thing where like Michael apparently ran into the scene like later after... Uh, Griselda's mom opened the doors. Classic, but class, having a kid there. Classic youngest son wants the attention. So it's like, no, I'm the adorable one. My name is Michael Corleone. They're like, oh, man, this might be the wrong house. This kid's autistic. <laughs> no, he just got into mommy's Coke stash. <laughs> so he's counting trains really good. <laughs> So here's a, just to give you a little cheese from the book, here's a little scene um, from when the, uh, they, they're finally getting what they need from the informer. So Palumbo and Kobo looked at each other, grinned, and started punching each other in the arms and shoulders. All right, it's her, it's her, for Christ's sake, it's her, Palumbo yelled. She's out, we've got her now. Oh my God, here we go. This is not how you write a, a book. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty hand-fisted. <laughs> they calmed down in a hurry. Palumbo got on the radio to Frank Biggs. You see what we see, Frank? Sure I do. I already called for backup, and they're here. Okay, you call the shots. You're the supervisor. However you want to do it, Palumbo said into his radio. <laughs> it's your case. Take it. So all of that. <laughs> you can't be named Frank Biggs and not become a 1970s cop. <laughs> or a 1980s crooked cop. Yeah. I'm your noir detective for the evening. <laughs> all right. And so they're ready to go. Guns drawn. Badges out. Palumbo knocked on the door. It was opened by a wizened old lady who they had never seen before. What? Later, <laughs> they found out this was Griselda's mother. <laughs> Federal agents, Palumbo announced as he eased her out of the doorway and entered the house. <laughs> Excuse me, man. It's like, I used to know Woodrow Wilson. Okay, okay. Right this way, Miss Blanco. Yeah. <laughs> so wise. So, so Such a wise woman. Oh, yeah, wizened old lady. He did a fast scan of the living room, dining room, and kitchen. <laughs> Nobody there. <laughs> a fast scan? <laughs> that just seems like a very odd way to be like, Eh, nobody here. Like, <laughs> I scanned from left to right. No one appears to be in the vicinity. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe any of this. What from you, the book? Are you joking? I mean, I I don't know. I, I gave, him, I gave him a, vi I a visual pat down. I don't know if it just happened as calmly as they all say it did. You just trying to make <laughs> himself seem like the Terminator? Yeah. No, that was yeah. No, your your Mac observation from Always Sunny. The yeah. Visuals. That's exactly what it read like. Like someone who's trying to play it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. this is the, like, I feel like, yeah, they, they interviewed Scan him. The room. Like the interview <laughs> with him. <clears throat> yeah. The interview with him was like him after like, like the Ghostbusters. Four, like four or five shots at the bar later to some chick. It's like, so what do you do for a living? It's like, Scan well, the rooms. I scanned the room. <laughs> I can't tell you I can't any tell details, you uh, but I scan rooms. Can I Sometimes check if I have you're to pull wet my gun. I'm wearing a leather jacket. My moist detector's a little off. <laughs> I need to recalibrate it. My moist detector's my mustache, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I finger pussy with my mustache. I, I think really most of the quotes from this book are from dudes trying to get laid off of it. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, Andre, are you trying to get laid off of it? No, I said no. to Frank Biggs. Oh, I'm trying to get laid off of mocking people trying to get laid. That's oh, that's pretty good. That's like three degrees of separation. No, yeah. there's no better pussy than irony pussy. <laughs> I am iron pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the female version of Iron Man that they're going to come out with. Actually, yeah, Iron <laughs> Next phase of Marvel, it's a Iron Pussy Irony and Thunder <laughs> Cunt. Irony Pussy is when you go down and it tastes like pennies. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's menstrual cycle. It's like, oh, this is irony. <laughs> <laughs> this is ironic. I did just talk shit about her uh, period. <laughs> now look at me. I got a milk mustache. I'm on a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> a crimson milk mustache. <laughs> I get the feeling the pH is off. <laughs> it's a little rusty. That would be a great ad instead of the got milk. Just <laughs> <laughs> got pads. <laughs> <laughs> got menses. <laughs> so according according to everywhere, this this is definitely true. So Griselda probably like heard about all of this. Coming down the pipeline, knew she was busted. She arrested my mother. When when the cops walk waltz into her mansion and everything, <laughs> they <laughs> they find her in bed reading a Bible. <laughs> Already trying to work the <laughs> iPhone God angle. And, yeah, like wearing rosary beads and everything. That's sure. sound, that sounds like so. If the cops are showing up and you're on a lot of blow, you're yeah. like, you know, what would be really dope right now. <laughs> they're gonna feel so oh, dude, I'm gonna, dude, they're gonna find me reading the Bible. How much coke was in that Bible? Uh, yeah, it was. It's a fake Bible. It was hollowed out. Yeah, it was like three pages and like, wait a second here. If religion yeah. is the opiate of the masses, but you have coke in your Bible, does that make it a speedball? Wow. Just wondering. <laughs> as long as it's a quick read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all a quick read if you're on enough blow. <laughs> Yeah, so later this will be actually be one of her arguments for a light sentence and early, par uh, early parole is that she is a born-again Christian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Bob I was have right. Sinned. Yeah, so, Jesus. but it, more than likely, it's really that she, she knew this was coming and by everyone's getting killed and busted. She knew she was safer in jail and, and just kind of set this up as a frame like, oh, I'm going to have my mom open the door. Like, <laughs> hey, mom. My old mom. Because she was probably bazookaed out of her fucking head. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> in Mom, bed I've and just like do, this been... is—it's either jail or rehab. And she's wow. like, I choose jail. <laughs> hey, Ma, I've been doing rolling paper crack, so I'm gonna need you to answer the phone for the uh, answer the door for the nice men. Yeah. So according, she probably wanted her to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> they probably she probably figured that they never saw her face, so mm. they just shoot the first like Hispanic-looking woman. That yeah. answers the door. They don't know what Griselda looks like. Yeah, <laughs> and like to their knowledge, I thought like when you you, you mentioned it last episode that she's progressively getting older and older. So she probably looks older than her mother. <laughs> at this yeah, point. At this, oh, yeah, yeah, she's got had to have lapped her at this point. Jeez. Yeah, the way she's got like the uh, that that Quint from Jaws <laughs> <laughs> look. Like he was like forty two in that, and he looked seventy eight. <laughs> well, that's just old Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> probably doing Griselda's blow. Yeah, those bazookas in the. Time. <laughs> hey folks, Bob here with Blood on the Sand. Just want to thank you all on behalf of Mike and Andre for each and every one of your listens. Because everyone that's given us a rating, a review, or a follow, you're a good shit. Alright? Thanks for your reviews and thanks for your DMs. And guess what? 
fuck a DM. You know what's a great place for that? Public. Give us five stars. If you've made it this far, you like what we do. And all we ask is that you give us a follow if you listen to us on Spotify. Give us five stars if you listen on Apple. Hell, tell us we're pieces of shit and inappropriate in the review. Write in excruciating detail. Because you know what? As people, you'd be right. But as a podcast, you know more people should be listening. Help bump us up the charts so all this time researching and making horrific crimes funny and entertaining for you can be worthwhile. Follow or give us five stars. We don't know how it works. We just know that it works. Thanks again, and you're welcome. So, uh, according to the cops, Griselda does not handle the arrest well. So, they they cuff her, they lead her into the, the unmarked police vehicle, and as soon as they all get into the car and they drive away, she immediately starts dry heaving, uh, <laughs> like all essentially all the way there until she either fake passes out or passes out for real. Oh. So... Again, we don't know if it's like acting or she's just like play acting because she is like, you know, now at this point, like a 50 year old woman. Yeah. So and a and a well-traveled, uh, uh, a well-traveled liar. Yeah. A good liar and also a good actor too. Mm-hmm. remember when that that kid that she murdered family, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was like, oh, por qué? how could this be? And then Pobrecita. Like, you did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you murdered her. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. Awesome. This is pretty great, yeah. right? He's was like, yeah, that was that was all on you. That was yeah. your guy, your yeah. bullets, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's some real good villain shit. Just, like, murder them and then just show up at their funeral and act like you cared. Yeah. I'm going to name a street in his <laughs> in his honor. I'm going to ma- name a we'll, soccer field in in, in uh, on, Columbia. We'll call it Dead Johnny <laughs> Don't Steal From Me Again Field. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, what very you specific. Welcome to That's What You Get Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around. Yeah. And so and they, they have to like book her in a special cell and once he, she's in there, like one of the Bob Palumbo, the officer, is apparently like one of the only she starts calling the cops a lot, trying to just throw out little tidbits of information to see what she can start trading. To you know, kind of lighten up. That her is some next level Karening. <laughs> That's yeah. next level Karen when you call the cops and just give a little bit of a, a like snitching on yourself. How is she calling the cops? Nine one one. No, I think no. It's Bob Palumbo has like a yeah, personal number. No, she just <laughs> calls her. <laughs> what the fuck? No, her, her I take phone, things literally. Her, help! I'm in. I'm in jail. I'm being kidnapped. Hey, her, mom. I'm in jail. I like it here. <laughs> her phone's tapped. Every call is nine one one. That's a good point. <laughs> You're in prison. Yeah. Well, the the reason they made that she might be trying to fence the information is that so the Osvaldo Dixon and Uber. Are, Still out there. Are no, so they were also arrested. Oh, idiots! Uh, <laughs> like pretty much the like within like the same week that she was arrested, and so and her main concern I think is is trying to train this information to get lighter sentences for her sons, which we'll see, is is kind of pays off a little bit. Really? <clears throat> so, but they are arrested in their individual cities of residence, not in the gay orgy that the movie shows. Oh, come on. <laughs> Who doesn't want to fuck some random whore in front of your brothers? Yeah. LA, <laughs> it, New York. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the <laughs> well, knowing that family. Uh, My brother's quite the libertine. We still have not uh, <laughs> haven't shared a moment. That's too, that's too bad. Yeah, you should try it. Yeah. Hey, well, his wedding's coming up, so maybe. yeah, Eskimo brothers. <laughs> I got an Eskimo cousin, but it's not blood cousin, so. so I had an Eskimo hot. pie one time. 
no. That sounds way, Eskimo, way worse. An Eskimo pie would just... Uh, that no. sounds like you swapped something. That's just felching <laughs> with... Uh, that's just uh, that's just felching with another dude. That's a snowball, right? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a snowball. It's like, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> uh, tastes like my buddy. Mm, sloppy thirds. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the, the boys are arrested in their individual cities of residence, L.A., New York, and San Fran. Uh, not in a hotel room altogether shirtless. <laughs> the problem is, now that they have Griselda, the government needs all the old informants and witnesses from the New York days. So remember, this isn't really even the Miami stuff. This is the old New York case. And so they're way behind. So 70s, they need Maria and Carmen. But the problem is, after Griselda fled to Colombia and disappeared off the face of the planet, the government didn't have a case and reneged on all of their protection deals that they <laughs> that they gave Maria and Carmen. So, so not they're not really too keen on coming out to play. Yeah, <laughs> like fair. no, no, you fucked me before. They're like, I read this book called The American History. I've I've learned a few things from this. Turns out you don't really respect treaties. <laughs> Um, so from the book, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice called on her against Carmen uh, to testify against Pepe Cabrera. But Cabrera was given bail and he skipped. This meant that prosecutors no longer had a need for Carmen, so he was abandoned, or she was abandoned, and all the promises made to her were either forgotten or reneged on. She had, promi she had been promised a residence visa and production in the witness security program. This promise was recanted, and she was told to get lost. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point of witness protection. Get out of here. <laughs> In 1985, Mercado, the prosecutor, was informed that Carmen was hostile and unwilling to testify. No <laughs> <But> shit. <laughs> Carmen was a crucial witness if Mercado was going to win his case, and he needed help, so he called Bob Palumbo. <laughs> Bob, pa get Palumbo on the phone. Is an, and there's one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's funny is the book does read closer and closer to the Lifetime movie, but farther and farther from the truth. <laughs> so, I kind of like that. Closer and closer to the Lifetime movie. Yeah. I don't know. I saw their Joey Buttafuoco movie, and it was uh, it was spot on. It was <laughs> well, it yeah. was weirdly all on his side, but it was the '90s. So. Yeah, weird. <laughs> it wasn't real enough because they didn't show Amy Fisher's porn. <laughs> Yeah, hadn't gotten there yet. So, uh, Griselda's trial, which uh, began in New York on June of 1985, um, I'm just going to fast forward it because, again, it was impossible to find anything but a summary of the case. Now, I couldn't find anything. Sort of cocaine cliff notes? Yeah, it was really, really frustrating because everything else I can at least find like a hundred paste case that I can sift through. So they buried it pretty hard yeah. for whatever reason. So I just found the best I could do was summaries and also references to her case that other people use like in their appeals or whatever. Patreon.com slash blood on the sand. Give us money so we can learn truth because <laughs> that's where we're at in America. Court documents aren't free. Uh, <laughs> we, oddly in, in America, yeah. Yeah. They, aren't, they are expensive. Want to know the truth? Better be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, know re who really killed JFK? It'll cost you a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if it was just a court record that it you is, could? Totally <laughs> is. You know it is. Yeah, it's just like nobody's going through the paywall. No one's willing to pay thirty-five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
I'm only selling the book for 15. How am I going to make any money? Alex Jones, the re only reason he sounds so crazy is because he won't pay 35 bucks to get the real facts. Or maybe he does. He's the, <laughs> He's only, the only one who's guy. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's right. I like, got the truth. It's right here in the emails. I, I paid $35 for him. <laughs> I, I spent $100 and now I sound like I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds crazy. He is crazy for paying that money. Uh, so. <laughs> All right. So the, the trial lasts uh, four months. It ends in uh, her conviction on one count. <laughs> of <laughs> Anything is ridiculous. One count of conspiracy to manufacture and import into the United States and distribute cocaine. That's five. Oh, despite. Dude, that's five charges. <laughs> Despite still, even in this, having looped in some of the murders on, from Miami <laughs> that they were, were able to consider an extension of her New York operation, she escaped murder charges. She was sure. sentenced to 15 years behind bars. Uh, the 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 statutory um, limit for that. Her, <laughs> was, her, was this case tried in Australia? <laughs> this is California. I um, I'm gonna get to a quote here from the judge in a second, which is great. Ooh. But the um, so her sons, all three in the same trial, are convicted as well for ten years. <laughs> oh. Also, oh. <laughs> conspiracy. Jesus Christ! One count. <laughs> when was this? So this was in 1985. Who was president? Like, this was Ronald on? Reagan. Yeah, was president. Oh, 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 the trickle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. The anti-drug government that has ever existed. Yeah, they would have yeah. gotten really rougher sentences if they had only been like three shades darker. Yeah, <laughs> then they Nixon. really would have been fucked. Or if Nixon was still in office. Or if just some of these people were still alive, because we're gonna get to it. Some, some, a lot of remember the a lot of the witnesses and informants and things like that get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, but at trial, well, unless it's so, so the the prosecution relied pr like really, really heavily on Carmen Caban's testimony. Uh, but the problem was is that the defense was able to undermine a lot of Carmen Caban's testimony. Like at one point, she testified that she had just heard about a murder, and through cross-examining, they were actually able to prove that she was actually present at the murder and a, a witness <laughs> to it and may may have so just at that point no no not only did she hear about it she was there at the murder being charged at my defendant but she lied about it happened but she's a it, it, it not guilty <laughs> so yeah they have a lot of trouble with that and also they again they just don't have anyone to turn to because everyone is dead <laughs> so um and yeah sorry that's that's pretty much it the uh let's see the jury returned to, uh on one count of conspiracy to manufacture import and distribute um after the conviction uh they she uh she filed a motion to dismiss uh, gra uh, that that because she said that she hadn't been granted a speedy trial because it had taken it had <laughs> taken. Because it turns out all the shit you pulled takes a minute to sort through. Well, and that's the they were like, well, you were you were running around with false identification. The, the literal argument legally is that you were running around with false identification. We were you weren't granted a speedy trial because you were evading trial. <laughs> Delay of game. <laughs> 
So her fine, do you want to know her fine? Oh, oh. I'd love to hear this. <laughs> $37. You're close. Wow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and 42 cents. $25,000. Jesus Wow, Christ. 25 grand. You mean what she makes in like a minute? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So she doesn't really face anything for Miami up until the 90s. I want to, there's a quote from the judge that I, I got from this, though, from this conviction. Uh, so Is there a sniff <laughs> in the middle of it? The godmother was sentenced to a max, the maximum the law would allow, 15 years in the federal penitentiary. The judge said to Griselda Blanco, the only reason I'm giving you 15 years is because, unfortunately, that is what the statute forces me to do. If I had my way, I'd put you away for 75 or 100 years. You are a despicable person. And she's like, okay, that's cute. I'll yeah. see you in a, in a... I feel like she didn't do the whole time. So she does She does all of these uh, 15 years, pretty much. Really? Uh, yeah. The, she Where she does skimp is the next trial. Uh, right. <laughs> her sons do not do all the time. Of course not. Um, so... They have money. <laughs> And, and I think also because Griselda, during all those frantic phone calls to Bob Palumbo in the lead-up to the trial, was actually able to exchange some valuable information I'm just imagining, for some leniency for her sons. I'm just oh, Im it ima all makes nice. sense. I'm just <laughs> imagining a really coked-up Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> just like, hello, Clarice. I was really hoping... Oh, by the way, so and I, I kind of ruined this, and I should maybe read that quote again after I read this, this list, um, because... Here are the names of the people that Griselda is accused of murdering. Okay, do you have a couple minutes? Okay, okay. Well. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll <clears throat> sit, Sorry. On, sit, on, sit back and uh, relax and just sit uh, back, relax, down. and listen to the names of statistics. Carlos Nosa Monteco, Jorge Cabezón, Perez Cabezón means large head, Popo Mejia's mother in law, Mar Marta Flores Gomez, Hernan, Herman Grenados. Oscar Ruiz, Germán Gutiérrez, Marcelo Reyes, o Omar Gómez, Edgar Restrepo, a.k.a. Cachetón, which means the cheeky, big cheeky guy. He must we're gonna call that two, Yeah, we're going to call that two murders. Uh, Domingo, Domingo Hernández, uh, his nickname was El Gordo Mingo. <laughs> El Gordo Mingo? I don't know what Mingo means, but I know, if I, I know Gordo's fat. So it's, um, one person just named Perro. <laughs> <laughs> she killed a dog! Uh, Fernando Willis, uh, his nickname is Mellizo, the twin. Um, Gordo Botero, Oscar, Oscar Piedra Gita, Octavio Mejica, Luis Recipo Mimcapie, Ulbert Botero, Germán Paso, Juan Hernández, Mr. and Mrs. Arruba Niguelo, two, two Brickle area Miami store owners. Just, oh, just they, they don't get their own names. This is, this is, that's the police thing. They literally Jesus just write Christ. two, Christ. just write. Two. It's like credits. <laughs> At the Best end of the boy grip. Movie. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Angel and Jorge Vasquez, Bigote and Son. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jim and Don from New Jersey. Oh, shit. They <laughs> the got white, couple. white people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oscar Murillo Nato, Aromando Miralbal, Eduardo Moreno, DEA Special Agent Jeff Barriman, FBI what? Special Agent Fernando Fernandez. 
<laughs> Fernando Fernandez? That's a fake name. That that is, that's a fake name. Oh, that's they just added that. Fernando Fernandez, yeah. At I'm, the FBI. <laughs> Fernando yeah, Fernandez at yeah, the yeah. FBI. Yeah. And my name's Michael Johnson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> CPA. There's uh, there's another. Okay. Uh, Julio Jario Sanchez Perez. Okay. Horacio Martinez, Silvia La Verde, her nickname was Miriam. I don't know where that came from. Mary Is she Jewish? Yeah, she yeah, she she married. I come into from a rich tribe. Jewish family. Lydia Garcia, Luis Ed Restrepo, so I wonder if any relation. Juan Alberto Peña, Domingo Ciro Gutierrez Peña, his nickname was Tulio, which is very close to penis. Uh, Urado Prosco Orozca, Juan Alberto Peña. Nana Maria Nahomi Giraldo de Lopez. Is that one person? <laughs> that's one person. No, that's that's her homie, yeah. God uh, damn. One person is just Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> she killed Carlos! Girario uh, Durarte, Hernán Gutiérrez, Giovanni Arbailaz Duarte, and finally Omar Narango Arbelaez Duarte. Oh. Well, that's why they didn't care. No, yeah, they can they... only pronounce like three of those names. Yeah, they got really... They're like, look... <clears throat> Do you want, really want to embarrass yourself trying to pronounce all these names? That's or why. do you just want a letter off the That's hook? why they couldn't even get through charging her, so they just gave up and just, all right, one count of conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Jesus Christ. These people be fucking whatever. What if, what if they convicted her on every count of murder and just the jury foreman couldn't read out oh the verdict God. and was like, just... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just imagining some, like, I don't know, some fat white guy that works at a machine shop that got brought in as the jury foreman. He's like, I can't... I don't know any of these fucking names. No, I'm not going to read it. For uh, the murder count of Fernag... Fragono? Fragino? Uh, we find her guilty. That's none <laughs> of the names. We find her guilty of killing fajitas. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why they didn't charge her with murder. Is that they didn't think those people were people? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is 1985. And it was like 35 people until they got to Jeff and Dan. Uh, <laughs> they killed Jeff and Dan. I what about know. Jeff and Dan though? We we need to we need to do an episode on them. Yeah. So all of those names. One count of conspiracy to con to, consp uh, to traffic and distribute cocaine. I just think it's great that in 1985, two guys named Jeff and Dan know enough Spanish to get fucking wired into this whole thing. <laughs> Actually, that just for a, a dude who essentially probably showed up in the equivalent of a white like Ford pickup from 82 <laughs> with a cigarette pack rolled into a fucking t-shirt listening to country music could still... Pull off like a cocaine trafficking deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's like, listen, I don't care much for these Mexicans. They're from Colombia, Mexicans. Wow. In only 35 years, we would we would elect Donald Trump as the president. Well, the thing is, we're is building that a wall he, out of cocaine. He was president back in 1985. It was called Ronald Reagan. Right. Ron, yeah. Remember when Ronald Reagan guy. ran on the slogan, make this country great again? <laughs> ah, yes. So don't ever forget history. That's why we repeat it. <laughs> uh, so just to keep with the timeline, I, a little a couple fun facts. Uh, so that was 1985, random for 1986. Um, so Colombia was chosen to host the 1986 Olympics back in 1974. they had the good shit. Well, it was chosen back in 1974. Back kind of before all of this shit. Before the fuck shittery. <laughs> but uh, the first few <laughs> years. Fuck shittery. <laughs> that 
That is, that's the perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just fuckery, it's fuck shittery. <laughs> that's the sound a Mac 10 makes, I think. It's just <laughs> yeah. fuck shittery! Fuck shittery! <laughs> But yeah, the first few years of the 80s are the bloodiest of the drug wars in Colombia and also because of political corruption and the overwhelming focus on cartels. The, and the stadiums haven't even been started by 1982. Uh, we're really <laughs> fucking this up. <laughs> that, that is a total cokehead move. It's like, we gotta build stadiums. Ah, we can fucking put it off. <laughs> What's another week? <laughs> they had to give the workers a lot of blow to get those stadiums done. So they were banking on maybe, but they're like, all the good shit's going to America. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so at the start of 1983, Colombia gave up the rights to the 1986 World Cup, and it was awarded to Mexico, a country with no drug problems whatsoever. Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's a good thing someplace so wholesome. Yeah. Got yep. to fucking do get Maradona in there with his fucking coke vacuum nose. Yeah, and uh, also weird timing on this. So random uh, in, uh, oh, sorry, not random. February 19th, <laughs> very not random. Yeah, no. <laughs> very specific date. Specific, specific date. February 19th, 1986. Barry Seal, murdered, shot while he is supposed to be hiding out as a government witness. Not doing <laughs> it very well, apparently. Uh, Barry had been importing coke for Max Merlestein, one of Griselda's top importers. Uh, Barry was busted by the DEA, and they got him to wear a wire and to rig his plane with cameras. And when the photos are released to the public, the cartel knows only one person could have put the cameras on the plane ahead of time, and that does it for good old Barry. Um, Barry, Very not that clever. <laughs> Poor Barry. <laughs> In November, Max Mermelstein agreed to final to a final deal to cooperate. He had been busted in Fort Lauderdale and was facing life with no chance of parole, so he made a deal, a deal that would make him the single most important witness against the Medellin cartel. Uh-oh. Max had spent almost two years with Griselda as her main supplier. Max was now going to talk to anyone who wanted to listen. He had a great deal to say about Griselda Blanco, her family, and the cocaine wars. And Palumbo thought it would be a good thing if they went out to California and listened. And somehow, one count. <laughs> one of conspiracy to traffic cocaine. It's one <laughs> hell of a conspiracy, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, how'd she get away with it? I really want to know. It's almost like they were, I don't know, maybe protecting people or something so along weird. those lines. Like, oh, she, she gave up everybody, and then we gave all those people nothing, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got them all in prison for four months. At this point, it's 1986, and like, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of the decade. Uh, this is the cocaine decade. What are we going to do? Kill the decade in the <laughs> middle of it? <laughs> no. No, we, gotta, we, need, we need to fuck it. No, no, we got to run this dude, to the 90s. Bon Jovi hasn't even come out yet. We we need to ride this coke right. rock into the ground. <laughs> Listen, heroin's not going to be a big deal till. Okay, heroin's big. It's not a big deal to white people till the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It's been a big deal for like four thousand years, I think. Oh well, you know, <laughs> turns out something that kills all your pain and makes you sleepy is pretty useful. Pretty cool. <laughs> I always love how we find a way to pollute pretty things, though. It's like opium and gunpowder. It's like both beautiful things, yes. and then as soon as they go to the West, it's like both of them are turned into things that kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Back in China, it was for celebrations. Yeah. Oh, Look at the time. pretty dragons. O opium and gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just uh, hanging out at places with beds. Uh, you guys made it fucking weird. Yeah, like what? What are you guys doing this socially and having a good time and having like relaxing? No, we need to put this in 
jars. And we need to make murder out of this. Yeah. Can we make murder out of this? We can make murder out of this. We're white. That, that just did occur to me as maybe one of the most fun. To watch a fireworks display on pure opium, oh. but in a crowd of loving people? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that would be too enjoyable. Yeah. It was, uh, it was old world Molly. Now we need guns and crack <laughs> pipes. <laughs> if we only just didn't need to like eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, eat the eat the opium. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're on good opium, you're not that hungry. So, anyways, after so after all of this, all of this dies down and is in shambles. Um, so, and we we do know like Escobar at this point kind of picks up the pieces and all this still goes on. But after all that chaos in 1986. Um, Griselda is moved to a f- federal correction institution in Dublin outside of Sacramento, which I, again, I couldn't find any information on that, but I thought was really weird that it wasn't a federal institution in New York or Miami, which again made me think that she traded information oh, yeah. for a favor to get her into a prison far, far away from where people want to murder her. Any place <laughs> outside of Sacramento, it's just like, you traded information to be here? Yeah, because it doesn't matter where you're arrested. She was arrested in California, but it doesn't matter where you're arrested. You should be imprisoned where, like, in, in an area where your crimes were committed and prosecuted in those places. She was tried in New York. So. She has too many fans there. <laughs> well, she's she gets a super fan. Really? Yes, she gets a very, very big super fan. A very strange uh, pairing, actually. I'm um, into it. So she's uh, imprisoned in Dublin, outside of Sacramento, and with the the when she, while she's in jail, she's able to still kind of maintain the operation on the outside just through a series of phone calls and stuff and because of the government crackdown on everyone else her business actually starts to go back up again ah, so it, there you go. it took a dip during the, the the war years and all of this stuff yeah. but in this period going be- to prison was a business move <laughs> yeah. yeah i honestly think it was business i is booming mm-hmm. and when you look at the totality of the story i th- i do think that her going to prison was probably the safest thing that she could have done at the time mm-hmm. for herself and, and yeah. her kids um so that's why she she was like i i told you guys everything i wanted to be in here longer why did you only <laughs> yeah. give me 15 years what are you what doing what do you mean i'm I, getting out i told you i get, shot the kid in the face <laughs> <laughs> the I judge even, said he'd give me a hundred <laughs> i even told you i killed guys i didn't even murder so that you would be worse <laughs> <laughs> but they had impron- unpronounceable names so now now i'm getting out no oh, fucked how do you pronounce josh <laughs> So while while in the, in this uh, a few year period after she's imprisoned, still in the eight, in the late eighties, she's able to build her business back from uh, from suffering to about uh, making about fifty million dollars a year net, which the is American it's lower tale. than her out, but it's still pretty fucking good for being in prison. <laughs> I, I need to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, obviously. If we were recording this podcast, I, I'm, I'm fifty pretty million dollars sh- a year. I'm pretty sure if uh, Bernie Sanders was president, we'd have podcast studios and prisons. <laughs> I'm just saying, we could get some fucking moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's too late. So, speak- no, he could still win, guys. He could still win. <laughs> Maybe next time, <laughs> when he's 110. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, I am the headless corpse of Bernie Sanders. Vote for me. And about three thousand, a bunch of people still would. I would. And they're all the ones that you don't want to know their favorite band. A a non-functioning head severed from a corpse yeah. would probably be about as equal to any president that's existed after JFK. Wow, way yeah. to be political. Well, Andre. 
Small government. No, there's no smaller government than a government headed up by a head. <laughs> Just a head. Did you pick JFK randomly, or were you going somewhere with that? <laughs> well, you know that's my that's like my BC. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know, like but everything I'm just saying before that before JFK and after. I'm just JFK. saying like a, a head. Well, since no, I know. JFK well, didn't have that. Well, he didn't. He, I, I mean, he, he had worse, it for yeah. a while. Uh, well, but yeah, he doesn't have a whole head anymore. Wait, where'd it go? <laughs> Back, Back into, into the, the left. left. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere an elf got like its wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that metaphor works. <laughs> Every time a terrible joke lands. Uh, <laughs> a road comic dies, <laughs> <laughs> and he's thankful for yeah. it. Uh, finally, <laughs> takes a hot dose of fucking yeah. heroin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm not gonna make it to my next Chuckle Hut gig. <laughs> Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah. tell my opener, I already got paid ahead of time. <laughs> tell my opener, he still doesn't get my pay. <laughs> this, this might is, be a two-parter. Yeah, this is a two-parter. <laughs> Which is um, good. We, we're, we're a week ahead. Yeah, well, I guess. Uh, Andre has uh, been racking um, his brain over this <laughs> fucking part. Uh, we're, we're, uh, yeah, it was too much just to fit into one episode. Really, it was too much to fit in the last two episodes, but we're going to do it. <laughs> it's insane. It uh, but th that's crazy, that, the, the fucking whole Griselda Blanco thing. Man, this is nuts. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing this up. Uh, cause, uh, oh yeah, and this next one coming up too, there's, uh, some really fun jail stuff and some cool sex stuff with Griselda too. Yeah. Nice. So if you've been waiting for cool sex stuff from Griselda. If you've been waiting for, if you've been waiting if, for Griselda Brazzers. If you've been holding out since the holding a gun in people's mouths until they come part, uh, a couple part episodes ago, this is, uh, this is more of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. some sexual intercourse. Or what do you say? Sexual relations. Yeah, sexual relations. Relation. <laughs> that was. Baby. That was too. That was. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I baby. have in fact been having sexual relations with a white woman. <laughs> oh, oh, watch out! Don't don't put the cart before the, the horse. This just so, yeah. This just sounds like a dialogue from a from a Tyler Perry movie. I was gonna say Quentin Tarantino, but sure. Yeah. Uh, but if you got this far in the episode, how about you? How about you go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BloodOnTheSand. We deserve money for this. We def well, Andre does. <laughs> uh, we all do. <laughs> um, but we'll let Andre keep it. But uh, yeah, go uh, support our. Uh, we're uploading a Christmas episode of us doing a, uh, a what is it, a commentary track. Yeah, commentary track of the uh, Cocaine Godmother, the movie made about the book that we read excerpts from. So well, it's like several layers slowly. of ridiculous. Yeah. We wish you a merry nightmare. We wish you a merry nightmare. Starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> because what better way to capture a Colombian drug lord than have a Welsh woman play her? <laughs> so yeah, just give our episodes a listen and uh, maybe give that episode of on Patreon a, a listen after you learn a couple things. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, maybe throw a couple rolls of toilet paper at the television. <laughs> Fingers crossed that uh, you don't lose your mind. To be fair, your television one. could use it because if it's playing that, it's got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's uh, Bob Keen. You can find him on Instagram at the Bob Keen. At the Bob Keen. And that's Andre Hashem sitting right next to him. You can find him Hashem for comedy on Instagram. F O R comedy. Merry Christmas, everyone. And while you're on Instagram, fucking follow us, you prick. Uh, we're uh, Blood on the Sand official. At Blood on the Sand official. Yeah. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. And remember, no, there's no such thing as a good person. No such thing.